Hi, I'm Caitlin, and you're listening to the Little Kids Big Heart Podcast, where kids lead the discussion. Here's your host, Todd and Lily. Hi, everybody. Oh, I've been looking forward to meeting you today. My name's Todd, and I'm a teacher who lives in New York City. Hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. Can you tell us your name, your age, and where you live? Yeah, my name is uh, Zohaib. I am nine years old, and I live in Ashburn, Virginia. Nice to meet you, Zohaib. You too. My name is uh, Orion Jean. I am 11 years old, and I live in uh, Mansfield, Texas. Uh, Orion, I'm from Texas, too. Really? Yeah, in uh, Fort Worth. Wow, that's actually... I, we just moved from Fort Worth, so. Oh, my goodness. And what's your name? My name is Caitlin. I'm seven years old, and I'm from Vista, California. Well, I'm so happy to meet all of you. Well, you know what? I noticed that all three of you have a few things in common. Do you know what that might be? That we all help around in our community. Yeah, that's right. You're all helpers. You're all compassionate. You're kind. And you've all made a difference. You learned about some problems and issues in your communities, and you decided to do something about it. And they were big problems, and it took a big heart to address them. And today, we're going to talk about some of the things you've done and hopefully inspire and help some of the kids listening out there who also have some ideas as to how they can help in their communities. How does that sound? Good. Awesome. Yes. Okay, great. Well, let's see. Can you tell each other and the kids at home what you've done to help others? And I was wondering, Orion, can we start with you? Absolutely. Uh, so when I was nine, I won a speech contest. And with the money I received, I started a series of events, which is based on spreading kindness across the world, really. And it is called the Race to Kindness. So far, we have done three projects, the Race to 500 Toys, the Race to 100,000 Meals, and the Race to 500,000 Books. We have just tried to continue to donate resources to those in need, and it has been a big success. And I have been able to... um, meet some really amazing people and help some really amazing people and get to have talks with people like you and meet all kids like you. Oh, that's great. I'm going to give you a round of applause. So cool. And what about you, Zohaib? Uh, Well, I've been doing this since I was seven, I think. Uh, I started Kindness Project at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, to help frontline workers because they were running low on PPE and uh, my grandmother and uncle were uh, frontline workers. So uh, once I did that, uh, I helped get gift certificates for them. And then uh, this year I focused my efforts on something different, though I still helped them. Uh, I was helping the homeless population and uh, giving bomba socks and uh, I just figured that all you need to find is one problem and one solution. More and more ideas will come to your mind. You know what, Zohaib? I've I've heard you refer to yourself as a uh, chief kindness officer. Can you tell me what does that mean to you? I named myself that because I love creating kindness, and I noticed that one person can make a difference, no matter your age. Whatever you can do, you can make a difference. All you have to do is be kind. I love. I, I wish we had a chief kindness officer in every school, every workplace. Uh, we need we need more of you. Um, and Caitlin, and Caitlin, I know you used to go by Kiki, and your project is called Kiki's Kindness Project, but you prefer Caitlin. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, can I tell you something? My first name is Richard, but I go by Todd um, because that makes me feel more like myself so I can relate. So Caitlin, can you tell us what, what's something that you've done to help others? Um, I started um, the Kiki's Kindness Project. Um, it helped a lot of people that didn't have food. We had to pay for food at schools. And then a mom said that um, she didn't have any money for a kid to have food. And then I told my mom that, and then we started the lemonade and hot cocoa stands. And I heard that you started this first project for Kiki's Kindness Project, and that you raised money to cover the debt in your school and then enough money to cover the debt in your whole district and raising, you've raised over $17,000. Is that true? Yeah. That's very cool. And I know you also created a free library in your yard. How does that work? Um, I, I made it and um, people started putting books in it and people could also take it. That's wonderful. Healthy foods are good for our bodies and books are good for our minds. And Zohabe, um, you know what I wanted to know? You were talking about helping people who were experiencing homelessness. Uh, can you take us back to the day that you decided to help in that way? Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah, it was some time back in January, maybe. And I really didn't like the fact that they didn't have what they need, the homeless. And the homeless population, so I so I decided what, what could they use, and I figured out the number one thing they needed was socks, and I decided uh, wh- wear really good socks, and I uh, had Bomba socks, and I thought they're really cozy and comfy and good to keep you warm, so, so I teamed up with them, and then it's just the big circle pay it forward because then the frontline workers who saved my life helped me do uh, stuff homeless kits and a homeless advocate who is now no longer homeless helped distribute uh, my care kits to the homeless population. Wow, I'm impressed. You know, we're planning to have links to all of your work on our website so our listeners can get to know you and show their support. Orion's smiling. You think that's a good idea, Orion? Absolutely. It's all about getting the message out. It's all about getting the message out, which is why you're here today. Orion, now you've given the gift of story to so many children out there. And I think you were saying over 500,000 books and stories help build skills and cultivate our imaginations. I wanted to know, why did you think that was important? Getting books into children's hands. I am a big reader. I love reading. I probably have like a million books, at least half of the books behind me. And I've probably read the majority of them because I believe that there are so many different stories that people can tell and you can learn about people and places and cultures that you might not have been able to learn about. So not only can it improve your uh, vocabulary and your knowledge of certain uh, cultures, it can also be like an entertainment source. It's like almost a healthy alternative to watching your phone all day because it can give you that same content just in a more healthy way. Orion, you want to come teach my class? (laughs) I would love to. (laughs) 
<laughs> get you here in New York City. And Kayla, you know, you've helped so many people in your community through Kiki's Kindness Project that you created. The money you raised for school was your first project, but I know you've done many projects. Can I ask you, who has helped you along the way? Who's helped you create and follow through with some of these projects? My mom, she taught me that I could help people like with food and the books. Asking family members for help is a great place to start. Do you have people who help you, Orion and Zohaib? Yes, uh, usually they're teachers, classmates, and neighbors, and uh, family. And my parents, my friends, my family, family friends, people I don't even know still have just continued to show that they're dedicated to the cause and dedicated to doing whatever it takes to help people. And, you know, kindness tends to have a ripple effect and one small gesture can make a big difference. And Caitlin, I wanted to know, have you seen other people in your school take action because of some of the things you're doing? Like you do something and then it spreads. Well, once I do something and then the next person does something and then the next person and then the next person. My friends were a big part of the Race to Kindness journey and they have been able to see how this has happened and know that if... Uh, if I can do it, then they can do it too, because anyone can do it. That's right. Zoe, how did you get the word out to let others know what you were doing and how they could support you? Uh, well, when I was uh, stuffing my kits, I figured it was a lot to do all by myself to stuff a thousand sock kits. So I called neighbors, uh, classmates, even teachers uh, for, for help to stuff them. And uh, some of the frontline workers did too. Uh, and we stuffed them within like 30 minutes with all the help we had, maybe an hour. And then we, then I uh, distributed them to different places. I also distributed them to frontline workers as well. And then I just kept going. You can have an idea. And once you have an idea, you can get other people to rally with you and help you see your idea through. Orion, when did you realize that you were doing something that had a positive effect on someone else? Well, from the beginning, one of the reasons that I started this project was because I knew I would be able to make a difference. And although at the time, uh, 500 toys with nobody really knowing who I was in one month seemed like almost an impossible goal. It just really goes to show that when you have a good cause, people can really come together and help people. And I think that when I reached my first goal and surpassed it by uh, over a hundred toys, then I knew that there truly is hope because people, all people have the ability to be kind. Sometimes it just takes one person to bring it out of them. That's a word that all three of you have used and uh, is kindness. Kindness starts with kindness. Did you have a challenge that you had to overcome? Was there ever a point where there was an obstacle or a challenge while you were trying to help others? I think for me, it was myself. I was completely unsure of all of the goals that we made. And there were points in time when I wasn't sure that we were going to reach our goals. And sometimes I felt like I wouldn't be able to reach these ambitious goals that I've set and that I would be failing the people that I promised I would make this goal and I would be letting myself and so many other people down. But once I got past that, we were, we've consistently been able to help people and we have continued to reach and surpass our goals. 
we did uh, the socks like it was a lot of socks and it was a really big challenge for me to do by myself i started doing some by myself when i realized we needed help and i didn't want to let others and myself down like orion so uh, i called for i asked for help and nine out of ten people said yes to help i think that's important for people to hear there might be challenges that pop up and then you ask yourself how can we overcome them you know many kids and even adults think that you need a lot of money or time and resources to make a difference. And I'd like to ask you, what would you say to a child your age who wants to be a helper and make a difference, but doesn't know where or how to begin? What kind of advice would you give them? I just like making people happy and looking at my art. Yeah, you can start simple with something like a mural on the sidewalk or a smile, or even saying hello to someone. Well, while money and time and resources is definitely a benefit, and it's something that if you have the opportunity to get, you definitely should. But it's really about just the message, and it's about the why. Why are you doing it, and why do you want to do it? Because if you just believe, and if you continue to try your best, and even if you're only able to help one person, it's definitely all worth it in the end because that's what it's about. Money, resources, and time are also a great, yeah, they're a great benefit, but all it really takes is, all you have to find is a problem that and a solution. And no matter how old or young you are, you can always make a difference by just being kind. Even if you just help one person, that might change their life and make them think better about something and they help another person, they help another and another and so on. Yeah, that's something we can each do every day just in school, right? Yeah. Has the uh, COVID-19 pandemic affected your efforts or informed what it is that you're doing? Has it made things more difficult? Uh, yeah, it, ha it has made it uh, difficult because we have to be really careful giving uh, all the uh, socks out so we don't spread germs and giving the PPE out as well because we don't spread germs. So we wear gloves, uh, masks, sometimes double masks. Honestly, I think that in a way, without the pandemic, maybe none of this would have even happened. Maybe I wouldn't have entered that contest because personally, I'm not a public speaker. And if I only had one chance to go on that stage and get it right, spread my message, I probably would not have won. And I probably would not have been able to help as many people. And if the need wasn't amplified through the pandemic, then maybe we would only be doing 50,000 meals or 100,000 books, or maybe just not at all. So I think that while the pandemic has provided some challenges, I think that it was also kind of necessary for any of this to happen. Me, me too. Maybe you didn't know that you were a public speaker, but I, I think I see a lot of public speaking in your future and all of your futures. Well, you know, listen, I want to thank you for sharing your ideas and hearts with us. You know, normally... On our podcast, we use our imaginations to visit the land of Kukulakas. Do you know about the Kukulakas? I've heard on one of your podcasts that they're like a type of bird. It is the uh, land that we go to to 
uh, help solve our problems. Yeah, well, I told them that we had some helpers today and that uh, you might visit and they had some questions. And I think you answering the Kukulakas questions will really help a lot of kids out there listening. Is this something that you would like to do? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, I was hoping you would say that today. We are going to travel to the land of Kukulakas with the help of a magic carpet. Cool. So what I would like us all to do is let's close our eyes. And we're going to imagine that a beautiful and colorful magic carpet has just appeared underneath us. It has come here to take us to the land of Kukulakas. The Kukulakas put a lot of love in making this special magic carpet just for us. Let's take a deep breath in and out as we reach down and grab on to the sides of the magic carpet. It feels very soft. We feel perfectly safe as the magic carpet begins to float. We're ready for our adventure. Let's take a deep breath in through our noses and out through our mouths as the magic carpet takes us up higher and higher and into the clouds. The cool breeze feels good on our faces as we begin to move faster. We let out some giggles as the magic carpet moves up and down, up <laughs> and down. And if we look ahead, we can see the water and trees in the land of Kukulakas. Let's take one more deep breath in and out as our magic carpet begins to slowly and safely land in front of a tree house with a yard full of gummy bears. <laughs> On the count of three, let's open our eyes. One, two, three. Open your eyes. Wow. That's awesome. What do you have there? Uh, just some gummy bears. Gummy bears. Oh, I love gummy bears. The Kukulakas leave gummy bears for the children visiting. They grow them. Do you have favorite flavors? Mm, no, not really. I think they all taste the same. Oh, look. See something. What is that? Caitlin, Orion, and Zohaib. The package. Yeah, it has our names on it. All right, I'm going to open it. Okay, there's a note here. Dear Caitlin, Orion, and Zohe, thank you for visiting us today. We are very excited to welcome you to the land of Kukalakas. We are always looking for helpers with big hearts. We have some questions for you that we hope you may be able to help, help us with. Please come back again soon. Quay, which means love, the Kukalakas. Do you think we can answer some of their questions? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. Here's a question. And it says, it's really important to us that all children who visit feel welcome here and no child ever feels left out. What are some things you've done or seen that we can do? Who has an idea? Well, I think that it's important that uh, no matter what you're doing, everyone is involved and everyone should feel like they have a purpose that matters and they're they have a reason to be there and that they're engaged in whatever you're doing. Yeah, that the they don't feel left out and yeah, that that there's a purpose in what they're doing and they're having good time. Oh, I don't know if you know about this. This was in one of our episodes when the Kukalakas experienced a fire. So it says earlier this year, 
we had a fire in the land of Kukulakas, and many of our homes and the trees in the surrounding area were destroyed. We've relocated, but would like to help the trees grow back. Do you have any ideas of how we can help the trees? Uh, you could uh, plant a new seed and water it. Give it, give it sunlight, take good care of it, and maybe even be kind to it like it's a friend. I don't have a particularly green thumb or anything, but I know that for anything to grow, you have to take care of it and you have to make sure that it is um, being fed and in the tree's case with water and the sun making it grow. It may need some time because trees take time and all good things take time, but you have to continue working to uh, make sure the tree can grow up to be uh, what it used to be and even better. Thank you. Oh, so I mentioned, you know, the Kukulakas grow gummy bears for the children visiting. And this question says, some of our gummy bear crops haven't grown. And we're concerned that we will not have enough gummy bears for the children visiting. What should we do? Mm, that's a tough one. You could ask for help. You could uh, ask for help around the neighborhood or the land. It's important to uh, ask for help when you need it on gummy bears and anything. And who knows, maybe together you can get some other kind of crop like marshmallows or something. But if there is a way to save the gummy bears, which I really hope there is, then please try to uh, ask for help because who knows, maybe you could even get more gummy bears than before. It's hard for me to ask for help sometimes. Sometimes for me. me. Too. Yeah, me too. Some of our kukalikis, that's the youngest of the kukalakas, have grandparents who are older and have difficulty with some of the physical activities in the land of Kukalakas. How might the Kukalikis help their grandparents? Well, they may not be able to do it because it may put a strain on their bodies, but maybe go to some less rigorous uh, physical activity, uh, gardening. I mean, you said your trees aren't doing super well and your gummy bear crop is not as good as they used to be anymore than Maybe you turn your attention towards that. And I'm not saying you have to stop playing your fun games, but maybe accommodate it a little more to where the elders can still participate and have fun because we don't want anyone to feel left out. Remember? That's right. Uh, here's another question. Some of the little kookalikis lost a lot of their books and school supplies in the fire. Do you have any ideas about how to help them get the books and supplies they need? Like the simplest things are like you can like buy stuff in backpacks and then you like can give it to families like rulers, papers, binders, like folders, pencils, color pencils, markers, highlights, erasers, like water bottles, calculators and other stuff. Just uh, like Caitlin has, like you could uh, leave a book or take a book. I've heard of those and I have some around my neighborhood where you where you can either take a book, leave a book, do both. That's so great. It's such a great idea. It's such a great idea. Um, well, I think it may be time for us to leave so other children can visit. Is that okay? Uh -huh. But when we go back home, I have another question for you. So let's all close our eyes and let's count to three. One. One. Two, two, three, and we're back. 
Did you see any kukulakas while we were there? Did anyone see any? Well, they were all different colors and shapes and sizes. And I saw one that was turquoise. Ah, what about you, Caitlin? What did they look like to you? It looked the same as Orion's. I saw red, blue, green, uh, different kukulakas and kukulikis, the younger ones. I saw different shapes and sizes, just like Orion said. Well, you're a special group of kids. And thank you for doing what you do and inspiring other kids to be helpers in their communities. You know, we all have people in our lives who love us very much. Be kind to the people who love you. Help others when you can, and you're doing that. And keep asking good questions. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And this was so great to meet all of you. And we are going to... um, put all the wonderful things you're doing on our website and hopefully more people will be able to join your cause and uh and and help the way that you're helping others so thank you so much it was great to meet you all great to meet you too bye you too bye ryan bye caitlin uh, i hope so you have a good day too children are never too young to be helpers Being a helper gives children an opportunity to play an important role. In today's episode, we heard some big ways in which children can help, but children can help in smaller ways too, from watering plants in your home to feeding a family pet. Letting children know that you notice something helpful that they've done goes a long way because things that we value and acknowledge become important to them. And children can certainly inspire other children, which is why we're here on Little Kids Big Hearts. Please visit our website at bigheartworld.org forward slash podcast to learn more about the great work Orion, Caitlin, and Zohabe are doing. See you next time. Today and in future episodes, we'll leave you with a few thoughts and feelings from children. Here's Tessa and Tegan. To me, a helper is someone that does an act of kindness for someone else just by holding the door for someone or by making someone feel safe. And I think that helping is mainly just being kind to people. A helper to me is someone who cares and loves for you and appreciates you. And they'll love you through your entire journey. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It really helps other families find our show. Today's episode was produced by Sparkler Learning as part of the Big Heart World Initiative. Original music is by Royer Bacchus. Audio engineer is Ryan L.A. from Alley Media. The podcast was co-created and produced by Christy Puzdicator and me, Todd Lloyd, and hosted by me. A very special thanks to the Walton Family Foundation and Noggin for their support and use of the song Like Nobody Else from the Big Heart Beats album. See you next time!